Hey everyone, uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of On The Line. Uh, today, we're going to do a bit of a frequently asked questions episode. Um, and we have our um, illustrious uh, producer, uh, Jason, who is also our outreach person. Um, and you may have been in contact with him, or you may not have, but he'll be here today to, to help us with this episode. Um, and I also have, of course, Logan with me today. Mm-hmm. How are you both doing? Yeah, Good. I'm doing. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing well, uh, and uh, looking forward to this this kind of Q and A because uh, I think that it'll be really nice to have people uh, turn to. The, if you're listening into the podcast, like also great, like to have this information and it's something that we kind of give out to people who call the line as well as just. Uh, people we see on the community, which we haven't been able to do <laughs> as of yeah. late because of COVID-19. So this is, I think this is a great kind of supplement to to questions we just hear out in the community um, that we have heard before and uh, things we kind of get calls about still when people are just curious about what we do. Yeah, no, I, I'm super excited to hear you guys uh, talk about, you know, a lot of these questions. I know when I'm out and about, or I get emails uh, just asking a lot of these questions are making these statements. So uh, this is going to be a wonderful time. All right, let's, let's go. All right. So the, the first question we have is, uh, or the first statement is that I must be experiencing thoughts of suicide to reach out to a crisis line. Um, so I'll start. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you do not. Um, mm-hmm. And for our particular crisis line, the California youth crisis line, you do not have to be experiencing thoughts of suicide in order to contact us. Um, we do not determine what your crisis is, um, and we do not determine um, what is a crisis um, in your life. So, um, it, yeah. I'm, Logan, I'm sure you want to expand upon that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 like I'd say that even you know we get uh, callers who have called the suicide hotline specifically, and actually they referred them to us instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get we get some callers who experiencing suicidal ideation call the suicide hotline because it's it's a you know national hotline get connected in their, their area. And then they, they do their risk assessment and decide that maybe this is not a high enough risk or that. Um, so they refer us to us, them to us because we are crisis, which is more um, open-ended as to what a crisis could be. And we, and we intentionally have it that way to be open-ended so that folks feel comfortable calling us about really anything. And we really let, like, can't stress that enough. Like we let you define what a crisis is. And so if you think it's a crisis, we will, we will help you in that. Um, but I will also say that if you're looking to chat, uh, that's not something that we provide. We're not here to to talk about the weather or the day, um, but we'll refer you out. We'll help you out and get you to the, the right people if you're looking to just chat. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, okay. Um, if I mention that I'm suicidal, uh, they'll send police to my location. So... Uh... You know, we definitely try to make sure that people are safe. Um, but that is not our first, um, it's not our first go-to when someone calls us and mentions that they're having suicide ideation. Um, it's kind of a last resort for, for our particular crisis line um, because we want to be able to get you to a place of stability Um mm-hmm. And, and safety, really, safety is just the biggest thing here. Um, so if you do mention to us that you are in an 
an imminent danger or you're in an unsafe situation um, that may happen. Um, um, depending on your area, there's mobile crisis response teams as well. Um, but um, if you do mention to us that you were unsafe, um, we we can do that. Uh, I'm hearing Logan, you want to add something? To yeah. That? So the to answer the question like very succinctly, if you mention su you're suicidal, we will not send police to your location solely off that information. We mm -hmm. will do a lot more to assess for risk of harm and and, and danger before we make any kind of call to police, police or crisis response teams, whatever it is, um, there's more to it than that. Um, because, you know, if you're calling out to the crisis line, a suicide hotline, uh, that's a huge step in, in promoting safety uh -huh. and also a huge kind of factor in that this person is wanting help. So to answer the question as succinctly as possible, no, if you mention that you are suicidal, we will not send police to your location. Uh -huh. Um, but it is more complicated than that. Uh, so I wanted to say, I want to say that it's more complicated than just answering yes or no. But um, just with that information, it's it's for sure no. Um, but we will we will do the best that we can to get you to, you know, make sure you're safe. And then if need be, though, we we might, um, you know, send somebody out. But we'll be walking through the, everything with you. We will not uh -huh. leave the phone um, and just like send police to you without you knowing. Like it, there's a conversation to be had there for sure. Yes, yes, it's a longer <laughs> process. Then <laughs> it's a longer process than just you know you mentioning a few things and then um, all of a sudden you you have emergency services at your door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jason, if you want to feed us the next one, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, since the California Youth Crisis Line has the potential to send emergency services to my location, my call or text is not confidential. Hmm. I'll start with this one. Um, confidentiality is is absolutely something that we we want to uphold. And in any context, you know, if you're seeing a therapist, um, you're seeing your doctor or whatever it is, um, and they, you know, say that they're confidential, as soon as that safety is kind of breached, like where we need to assess for safety, like we, we fear that you might be a harm to yourselves or others, we may do something to, to get better services or better help for you, but we will walk through that with you. And same with like, if, you know, um, we are mandated reporters here on the line. And so if there is, um, we hear things that are, you know, you're getting abused at home or anything like that, we will, we will let you know um, that we have to break confidentiality. So know that when you call or text us, we, that it is under confidentiality. And if that does need to be broken, we will let you know as soon as right. that we hear something so our volunteers and our staff are trained to know when that confidentiality needs to be breached, and we will uh, be upfront with you as soon as as soon as we hear something that that we have to make some kind of changes to that. Yeah, even mm -hmm. in in regards to the um, the ideation piece of it, um, suicide ideation. I mean, um, in regards to that, we will definitely um, be transparent about that process as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, I can only reach out by calling. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. It, short answer is, is no, absolutely not. You can definitely reach out to us by chat or through text. So you can go to calyouth.org um, slash chat or just calyouth.org and you can find there's a chat feature on there. Or you can text that number, that 1-800-843-5200 number. Um, okay. And that is offered 24-7 as well. Um, so, so what does happen 
when I call the or text the California Youth Crisis Line? So um, it kind of depends on the contents of your call. Um, if you're calling us um, about a crisis that you're having that does not involve any um, uh, instances of you being unsafe, um, in the like in the instance of like suicidal ideation, because I think some people are wondering about that process, um, we would assess the risk of the situation um, by asking you some questions, um, and then we would determine um, how high of a risk the situation is. And um, then we want to know like what supports you have in place and um, are you alone? Just different things like that. If you're calling for something else that is not so, um, you know, high risk of safety, um, you know, you're, you're having issues with, uh, you know, your friends or you're having issues with a significant other, or you're just, really don't know where where you're going to do with your life or you're really lonely you're feeling very depressed or you're feeling like a mental health um you know downturn um then we'll give you just some time we'll listen to you um we'll talk to you about what it is that you want um what it is in particular that you're looking for um in the situation the dilemma if you will um Mm -hmm. and we'll just help you work through to a solution that works best for you. Um, And, you know, of course, encourage you to call back um, if you need to call back. Um, There are just a myriad of things that could happen in a call because we try to make our calls um, person focused um, and person driven. So um, there's not a, there's not a script associated with our calls. It's really, it really depends on you as a caller. Yeah. Um, and I, the only thing I really want to add to that is that sometimes when folks call or not call, they text our line or chat with us online, um, depending on the content, we may invite you to call. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, it's optional and we understand that, you know, you may not be able to call or that texting and, and chatting on like through um, typing or whatever it is, is more comfortable for you and that you don't think that you could have that call, whatever the reason is, like, it's not required that you call, but we will invite you to call, um, especially around, you know, cases of suicide or, or um, abuse, um, mm-hmm. just because it's a little bit easier. And uh, if you're t- texting the line or chatting with us too, unfortunately, we don't have like a translation service for that um, specifically. So we may, we may um, use Google Translate to uh, ask that you call in instead. Um, and of course, if you don't speak English, you probably don't even understand what I'm saying. But uh, if you are referring this out to somebody else, um, that's something that you can, you can let your community members know that uh, we offer translation services specifically over phone call only. Cool. Yeah, were you gonna add something, Bianca? Um, yeah, I was going to say that, and we're working, we're working on, um, you know, getting a, a wide variety of volunteers in the line um, so that, you know, maybe one day we can call upon some people to take a particular chat or text if there is a language barrier. Um, but as of right now, we are using a translation service. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, here's, here's a good one. Uh, I have to be a kid or a teen to call the California Youth Crisis Line. So um, I'll answer, I'll start off with that. And just the short answer to that is no, you do not 
have to be a teen or a youth to call the crisis line. We do advertise as a youth crisis line and our, we, we tell people that our target age range is 12 to 24 mm-hmm. in families of youth. However, if you don't fit that demographic, you still call us. We're not going right. to, we're not going to turn you away. Um, if you don't meet that demographic, right. So please still use us. We, we, there's a number of people who do call us who don't fit that demographic that, you know, we're part of their support system and we love to be that support system for them. Uh-huh. Um, I do want to mention that unfortunately we, we do turn people away if they're calling internationally, just because we are, we, we can't call, we can't make outbound calls if we do need to get extra support for them. So we'll refer them out. So if you're calling internationally, we'll, we'll give you a different number to call that's more, that's a better suited to fit your needs in your country. Cool. Uh, Bianca, do you, want, do you have anything to add or? Oh, no, I think, I think Logan covered it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, this, this question is super easy. Uh, what are your hours? 24 hours, 365 days a year, um, seven days a week. Um, those are our hours. Yep. What if it's and February 29th? <laughs> if it doesn't uh-huh. exist, unfortunately, we can't help you out. Um, <laughs> but March 1st, we, we definitely can. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also that goes for chat and text. So you can call or text or chat with us online the same hours, the same exact hours. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any cost if I reach out? There is zero, zero cost. Um, the mm-hmm. crisis line is free 99. Yes. Um, and that, unfortunately, um, though, we do, we, when we do resource referrals, we do try to get, you know, resources that are free or low cost in mm-hmm. your area, but there's no guarantee that if we provide a resource that it will be free or low cost. Um, so yeah. know that, that we, our service, what we provide is absolutely free, but if we refer you out, it may not be the case, but we'll let you know too, if we refer you out, like, you know, what their eligibility is, all the kind of things that you need to know about this resource. And we'll even do a warm handoff too. Absolutely. Uh, that's a perfect segue into this next question, which is mm-hmm. what kind of services do you provide? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really could be, it, it kind of run the gamut. So because our original, um, in our original founding, um, we um, were made to, service uh homeless and runaway and homeless runaway and disconnected youth um we have a lot of um shelter resources um you know food bank resources things of that nature um that someone may need for that um if you need mental health resources we have those if you you know you need some um, victim services resources we can help you access those um housing resources. If you're looking for um, some housing assistance, um, we can often find those where you're at. Um, it, it, I, I don't know if I'm missing some things, Logan. Yeah, I'd say that the, you're, you're not missing anything. I'll start with that. <laughs> but uh, the, we, we provide short-term crisis counseling as well as resource referrals in areas um, that you may be in. And so it, we, the things that we specifically provide are, are that, you know, that crisis counseling intervention or that short-term crisis counseling um, directly. And then we'll do like warm handoffs. And uh, we also provide a message relay system, which is a bit outdated with the advent of cell phones and texting. Um, but we do offer that as a, as a 
an option. So youth can call in or families of youth can call in and leave a message for the family or their youth to, for us to relate to them. So if they call us, we can relay that message. If they're like, hey, someone must, might, might have left a message for me here, um, we offer that service. Not many people know about it, but it's something that we do. And um, also just that, that resource referral and that warm handoff and translation services. So if you need assistance in getting you know, a resource or getting communication with a resource, we'll do that warm handoff even with you know, a translation service provided too. So everyone can make sure everyone's getting their communication needs met. Um, in that, um, and what they need in their area. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what if I don't live in California? Um, if you do not live in California, um, we will still take your call. Um, if you are in dire need of resources, um, we can search for them, um, but we would be limited. I, I know that. Yeah. Um, and just in general, if you just if you needed something um, or needed directions to something or or just needed something, we'd be a little bit limited, but we'd still give you the time um, for a crisis situation if you need to, to talk to us or chat or text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and as I mentioned earlier too, like we we don't serve people who are calling internationally because there is a, a barrier in what we could provide if there was something that they absolutely needed in, re- in regards to like emergency services. So we'll refer you out if that's the case. Um, and it kind of goes for the chat and text as well. If you chat or text with us and you are outside of California, like in the United States, um, it should work fine. But if you're outside of the United States, um, it actually will let you know that unfortunately we don't, pro- we, we can't provide services in this area. If you, if you try to text or chat with us, um, mm-hmm. it, it will, it will do that, but you can still call us or if you're using a VPN and you are in California, be cognizant of that your VPN may block that so check right. your VPN status too. Um, if you are using that um, as your internet with your internet provider or any applications you're using, um, know that we're not out of or, like we're not in service. If you are in California using a VPN for a different country, <laughs> cool. Um, is there any limit to the number of times that I can call? Um. So this is a more, this is not a yes or, or this is not like a, a real dry question. Um, there is not a limit to being able to call the crisis line. However, um, if it gets to the point where um, we recognize that you're calling us in place of the appropriate mental health um, resources, um, and we've referred you to several, um, and in the absence of, you know, accessibility issues, we may start limiting the time that you were on said calls, um, or even chats and texts. Um, and then of course, if you're, you know, being abusive on the line or, you know, spamming the line, which means like you're calling the line over and over and over and over again. Um, and there's no express reason other than um, your enjoyment. Those are instances where um, there may be limitations placed on your ability to call the line, your time on the line, um, and how long or what we refer to. Yeah, um, I want to really emphasize that we are a short-term crisis counseling service. 
And so we do not supplement or replace long-term um, kind of counseling or therapy because we are right. we are not trained therapists on the line, right? So we um, we don't provide that permanent or long-term solution because we we can't if we're not professionals mm-hmm. in that matter. Yes. Um, and so really, uh, I also want to echo what what Bianca said too about um, we. We care about people of California and all people in general, you know, but we're, we're also, we really care about our volunteers and um, their experience on the line. And we want to make sure that they are not getting, you know, if you're spamming the line or abusing the line, using it inappropriately, we want to make sure we protect our volunteers who are, who are looking to help out, um, you know, people in California. So just be cognizant that, you know, people that you talk to on the line are also people. And Mm -hmm. so not to, not to be abusive or um, threatening or using the line inappropriately. Um, because we will put limits in place if that, if need be. And we'll also let you know, we won't just like hang up on you or ban right. you from the line without any like zero expectation. And it's not a permanent thing either. So there's a, it's a lot more steps involved in the back end than there is, um, on, on your part. So no, no specific limitation, but know that there, there's limits to any and all things in the world. <laughs> right. I'll say that. Yeah. <sighs> cool. Cool. Um, next one, uh, I think you guys touched on this a little bit, but like you guys can give a more like definitive, succinct answer on it. Um, do you speak Spanish or any other languages? Uh, so some of our crisis counselors, um, may speak Spanish. However, our general policy, um, for other languages is to utilize a language line, um, or a translation service. Um, for for that, uh, which is why, and, and, and Logan said, we don't have it for uh, chat and text just yet. So um, we, would, we would ask you to call us so that we can um, utilize a translator. Um, so that's kind of what we're working with right now. Mm-hmm. And the way that that kind of, just to give people of how that kind of goes, is if you call in and you need uh, language assistance, uh, you just let us know and we'll put you on a brief hold and we'll get connected with that translation service. And then it'll kind of work as, you know, we speak, we say something and then the translator translates it into your language and then you'll say something and the translator will translate it into English for us. Um, and it'll kind of go back and forth that way. Um, and we do pay for the service. It's also confidential. They don't use any, they don't record any of the conversation either. Mm-hmm. Um, it is solely for the purposes of the, the crisis line. Cool. Um, next one is, uh, if I'm undocumented, will the California Youth Crisis Line turn me over to the authorities? Uh, we absolutely will not mm-hmm. turn you over to the authorities. Yes, um, that is not pertinent information for us to have if you are undocumented. So if you share that with us, that's, that's you know, you're, it's okay if you do that. Um, we're not going to do anything with that information. It's, it, um, we don't we even keep track of that as something we serve. Um, right. So it is... It, inconsequential to what we need to do to in order to help you so we will not be using that information for anything if we do disclose that nice okay um what if i'm not in crisis but i know someone who needs help but won't call Hmm. can i call uh yes you can um we have quite a few uh, friends or um family family members or uh, just you know people who care about a youth or a person who's in crisis calling us. And, um, you know, we do try to 
get that person to call in or we try to get that person to encourage the person to call in. Um, we can even do like a three-way call if need be so that the person feels safer. But um, yeah, we get quite a few calls like that. Um, you can definitely call us to see, you know, what the process is. So you can tell your, your, your person um, who is in crisis about um, what they may encounter when they contact us. And um, I, I've had a few callers call in and say that, that, you know, my friend or my youth is is needing support. And sometimes it can be hard to support somebody or, you know, help out that friend and that maybe you could use the service too. So like, you know, okay. you may be calling for somebody else, but, um, you know, if you need help or assistance, we can, we can help you out as well. Um, why won't counselors talk about themselves? Hmm. Um, well, plainly, like I said before, um, the calls are about you. Um, they're not about us, um, as counselors. Mm -hmm. Um, they are all about you and your crisis and what is happening, um, in your life. Um, so yes, that's why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It really detracts from the conversation when you are going through something and then someone says, you know, well, I have it worse or I had it bad mm -hmm. or whatever it is. It's like not about us or the callers. And it, you may be interested in, you know, the, just the person you're, you're talking to, to, you know, build rapport. And it's very common for anyone to be like, you know, I'm disclosing a lot of information to this random stranger on the phone. I want to get to know you a little bit better before I, you know, tell you more. Mm -hmm. But um, really is that we're here to support you and that we, um, you don't need to build a relationship with us in, and we'll try to build a relationship with you. And we'll do that. And we have ways of doing that. And that's not like a disclosing how we've had it bad or whatever it is that we can relate to you. Um, because we, again, we really want to focus this conversation on you and what you're going through um, and not on our own problems and what we experience. Um, and so in that we really, we're, we're anonymous in this conversation too. So you can be anonymous and we will also be anonymous. So it's everyone get kind of gets what they, what they came here for. And also I want to add something to this too. Um, it's not super important. Like it's not super important what the next person has experienced um, in comparison to your experiences. Mm -hmm. Your experiences are a hundred percent yours because it's your life, you know? Um, there are a lot of different things that happen, circumstances and experiences that um, culminate a person's life, right? And so um, because of that, we may have a similar situation, but you really experience your own situations exactly the way you experience them. So mm -hmm. it may not necessarily be helpful for you to know another person's experiences, even though it, you know, it may feel like it's going to be helpful, but um, largely it, it is, it isn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, do counselors read from a script? I, 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 so I just, I think I, I said this before, uh, counselors do not read from a script. Um, we do have some assessments, um, that we may use in certain situations, but there is no script. Um, all right. How, how long are calls? Um, calls range. And so we mm -hmm. will not, um, I'd say that they, they go from anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to an hour or two hours. It really depends on the situation and who's calling and we'll give you the time that you need to kind of work through it. Um, and then also varies between chat and text too. 
So if you're looking to get something, you know, if you want to talk about something and you and you're on a time crunch, I really suggest you call in because a 10 minute conversation on chat and text is really a, a one minute uh, dialogue uh, on calls. So if you're looking for, you know, speed and getting help quickly in a situation, of course, if you're in an emergency situation, call 911, don't call us, right? But like, if right. you want to, if you want something to be expedited, please like call us instead of texting. Um, and uh, we, we don't like really limit. Uh, we are, we do, we are run by a lot of different volunteers. And so we have them on specific shifts. They have their own lives too. So, you know, we make the call may end up not abruptly, but they may, you know, a caller or a volunteer may let you know that, you know, they, they have to leave soon. And if that's the case, we'll, we'll do a handoff if you're willing to do that. So know that, um, we're not, they're not limiting your calls. It's just that the, we have, other volunteers that can help you in the moment and we may not have to end the call and, re and come back to it. Kind of getting off track, track of the question here um, as, I, as I'm thinking about it, but just, uh, it ranges. I'll say that it ranges. Mm -hmm. It won't limit you unless it's, unless it's a, you know, maybe not a productive use of time. Um, and then we'll try to keep it on track to what you called about. Cause sometimes we, we get lost to like, just how I did. <laughs> we get lost in the answering, right? So um, we, we will say more than we need to or, or get off track or on tangents. Uh -huh. So for the for, so for the most part, um, there is no time limit, correct? No, for the most no. part, there's no time limit. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. And then, um, do you record calls? No, we do not record calls. Mm -hmm. um, I I believe that if a call is going to be recorded uh, by any kind of agency, they have to let you know. So yes. um, that's a, that's a good a good indicator. Um, as soon as you get on the call, if it's going to be recorded, the a recording will play saying that it's going to be recorded. <laughs> so we do not have the recording, and we do not record calls, not even for training purposes. Um, so we we do other things for training, uh, so we do not recall record any calls. Awesome. Uh, do you take notes? Um, we do take notes, um, mm -hmm. but it's really just for us to. Um, just have a record of the call ever existing. Um, we're not taking notes to track people or we're also not tracking people's data or anything like that. Yeah, uh, or like counselors might take notes just to make sure that they are following the conversation, um, but mm -hmm. usually those notes are destroyed. So um, uh, any other thing like, we, we do, you know, of course, log our calls as Bianca said uh, for just purposes of like we took this call at this time and the notes we take are very general um and nothing specific as to well you know they're this is what we talked about this is how i helped this person um all right do you do you record my phone number we we do we do have caller id um but we do not use that for any other purpose other than if the situation becomes unsafe and we have to send out um, emergency services, which doesn't happen very often. So it's not information that we catalog for any particular reason. Mm -hmm. Other than for safety purposes, and that's the only time we, we usually would use it, um, mm -hmm. is, is why we, we record your number. We won't, we won't be handing that out to anyone or selling it or anything like that. Um, so it is within the confines of, of our our line. Perfect. All right. Um, so what happens if I decide to stop talking and hang up mid call? 
you're well within your right to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and <laughs> I, the, if it is like that one very, very rare situation that, you know, we're extremely worried for your safety. Um, and we've had a longer prior conversation that um, leads us to believe that you are literally in that moment going to hurt yourself. Um, we may send emergency services. However, any other circumstance that when you just want to end the call is when you want to end the call. Um, and you're free to call back even if you hang up on us um, in your prior. Um, okay, next question. Can you identify me? Uh, that's a, I mean, first, it's a broad question. Uh, mm-hmm. No, um, we can't identify you based upon, like, I don't know, let's say you call and we see, we see your phone number flash around or flash up on the caller ID. Uh, we can't identify you by name. Um, some people's caller ID has their name attached to it, but um, it's not something that we, we keep track of. Um, or, you know, we're definitely not Googling you or trying to get information on you while we're having a phone conversation. Um, so no, we can't identify you. Um, and if push came to shove and we really needed ident- identifying information, we're just going to ask you. And if you don't give it to us, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that like, if you've called the line a number of times, you may get a volunteer who you've already spoken with before and they may recognize you by yeah. your voice or your story, but that's like the extent of it. They may not even know your name, but they might be like, oh, we've spoken before. And that's, that's about it um, as far as identifying you goes. That, uh, and that's that if actually... you use the line uh, more than once too. <laughs> so perfect. Um, that leads to the next question, which is: uh, Do I have to give demographic information? No, you mm-hmm. do not. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do ask for demographic information. We have a uh, we do have a one of one script that we ask our volunteers and staff to do, which is asking those questions to uh, you know see who we're serving in California. So it's not so much you know, it's completely optional. So they may ask you something like, do you mind if I ask you a few demographic questions? You can say no. And then we're like, great, have a good day. And that's the end of the call. Or if you're willing to give that information, we'll, we'll ask you a few, a few, like maybe five or six questions that are again, 100% optional. So even if you say yes, you can always opt out at any point. So if anyone, if we ask you a question that you don't feel comfortable asking or answering, even though you already said yes, consent is huge. You can take it away at any moment. So remember that too, in all regards of your life. Consent is always uh, there, and no means no, and yes means yes. <laughs> All right. Um, will you call nine one one for a friend that I am worried about? Uh, it, that's uh, unlikely. Um, however, there are some very specific and special consequences. For that ever to happen um we would need to there would need to be specific circumstances of um you know you t- letting us know that you are currently witnessing something that is in progress that is in imminent danger to your friend's life or safety um but I think it it's like it's it's very unlikely um, that we would call nine one one if someone else calls 
um, calls for someone else, mainly because if you need to call 911, please just call 911. Please don't call us um, to call 911. All right. Um, will you call Child Protective Services? Um, yes. We, uh, based upon um, some some criteria, um, we we can uh, make a mandated report if you um, feel that your friend is in danger. Yeah, um, and we will call you know Child Protective Services um, even if we don't have all the information, like we, we, as mandated reporters, just things by the law that we have to follow and we will follow mm-hmm. those things. And that includes calling, you know, CPS or child protective services when right. we're required to. Okay. Um, these last two questions are kind of, uh, are kind of uh, hand in hand. Um, so first half of it is under what circumstances would you call the police on me? Oh, um, Hmm. Uh, so like we said before, it would need to be a situation where um, you were in imminent danger um, with your life. Uh, like, for instance, um, you called us and throughout the, 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 the course of the call, it, you know, became more and more unsafe and you had something that was lethal and you, you know, let us know that it was something that you had intended to use at that moment. Um, and you had discussed that you had a plan to use this lethal um, object. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we had assessed the risk. Um, and this is either you're looking to hurt yourself or you're looking to hurt someone else. Um, those would be the most common reasons why we may contact, uh, the authorities or a crisis response team. Um, but there's not a lot of situations where we may call the police, um, save for the very rare instance. And I don't think it has ever been, um, the case while I've been working at the crisis line or even volunteering at the crisis line, but um, you call in a terroristic threat. I think that is the only circumstances um, by those only circumstances that I mentioned are the circumstances by which we may call uh, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, oh, Logan. Yeah. I was just going to echo what Bianca said that like, if you, we, no amount of talking can help you in the situation where um, emergency services need to be called. That's when most likely we would we would call. Um, so if you already made an attempt on your life, most likely is maybe a more common thing that we might, not more common, but like maybe the most likely thing that we might hear, it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, um, is like, you know, if you're already taking medication to, to end your life or um, have a weapon nearby that you're unwilling to part with or, um, sounding that you need more support than we can offer you over the phone, that's when we would most likely call. Cool. Um, and then uh, what would happen if you were to call the police on me? The dispatcher typically asks, will ask questions to make sure that whoever they send out is going to be safe as well. So they'll ask us questions about, um, you know, 
who this person is, where they're located, if they have any weapons on the premises, what the situation is, and we'll be able to disclose as much as we can um, to make sure that everyone involved is, is going to be safe. Um, and we will stay on the phone with you uh, during that time. So we will, the person you're speaking with most, most likely not call, be doing the one making the call, somebody else will do that for them um, so that they can stay on the line with you. So you're not, you're never um, out of a point of contact with somebody while, while the police come. And we'll make sure that uh, we give information to the police as much as possible to make sure that there's nothing um, that they won't come in, you know, and uh, be really disruptive. They'll they'll really be there to support you and know that you're not, you know, like a threat or anything like that. They're not going to come in there to, to look to arrest you. They're going to come in there to look to help you um, is, is what they'll what will make sure that it's conveyed to them when we if we do need to do that. Okay, that's it. That's the awesome, that was the awesome. last question. Uh, Bianca, you want to sign us off? All right, cool, cool. Um, well, thank you for joining us for this FAQ episode. I know that it was probably not the most exciting episode, um, but I think that this information is important and it is important to have it all in one place, um, especially for those of you who are looking to call the crisis line and, and you know want to know what's going to happen. Um, or what might happen. Um, so thank you again for joining us for another episode of On The Line, and we'll see you next time. Bye. On The Line is a California Youth Crisis Line podcast hosted by Bianca Christian and Logan Scheidler. We are edited and produced by Jason Alviar. The California Youth Crisis Line is a program funded by the California Office of Emergency Services. We're open and available to youth and families 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you need someone to talk to about a crisis that's going on in your life, or if you're seeking help on behalf of a youth in your life, don't hesitate to call or text us at 800-843-5200. That's 800-843-5200. Or chat with us online at www.calyouth.org chat. Our line is safe supportive and there for you oh and if you'd like to promote the crisis line or would like promotional materials such as wallet cards flyers magnets posters or even downloadable materials you can email your request to jason at calyouth.org that's j-a-s-o-n at calyouth.org we hear you and we are here for you